It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. Plus, ask about enhanced security for safer browsing and more. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply. Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland. All right, sports fans, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament is upon us, and it is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting first round upsets, or all of the above, my bookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. Will Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke with a title? Can Virginia get past its loss to a 16 seed last year? And can Kentucky get back to the Final Four? Well, if you know the answers, or even if you don't, my bookie is the place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, Mr. Multiple Bracket Guy. 
MyBookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking 48 hours. So bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash. Deposit with MyBookie today with promo code REALITY and you get a 50% sign-up bonus. That's right, a 50% sign-up bonus. All you have to enter in is promo code REALITY. And remember, with MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. Hey, everybody. This is Stan Wangland from Just Thinking. And how's everybody doing today? How's everybody doing this evening? How's everybody doing in all these countries that are following the show? Man, oh, man, I have to say a big thank you once again. Understand we've got Brasilia now. Brasilia? There is no such place as Brasilia. Well, we have Brazil. And a bunch of other countries in Europe, the Netherlands, uh, you know, Belgium. Uh, wow, just, uh, you know, fantastic stuff. So thanks, guys, for watching. And, uh, you know, I hope you're enjoying the show. And I hope you enjoy uh, my other show that we just started for the Reality, uh, the Reality Check Podcast Network, uh, The People Under the Stairs. <laughs> That's a great show. That's going to be a great show. And uh, I do that with my buddy, um, Paul James Caden, uh, who has another show called The Spirit Side. And we get into all things paranormal, all things uh, in terms of parapsychology and just the weird and bizarre things in life and have a lot of fun and interesting stuff with that. So uh, keep an eye out for that show. Our first episode just dropped and we've got more on the way. The first episode is called The Web of Deceit. So obviously, I haven't taken my medication today. I'm uh, I'm just teasing about that. I don't take medication, but I I get very excited about lots of things, uh, uh, hopefully in a good way. And uh, actually, today it was a, it was a good way, but you know, to share it with you, but uh, not so much a good thing uh, in general. I was uh, you know talking to a couple of friends of mine, and they were having a hell of a time. Uh, you know, they had some medical emergencies. Uh, they're very hard workers. You know, worked uh, in, in the careers, you know, as public servants for a long time. And to be honest with you, um, uh, you know, my friend's spouse has dementia at a very young age and uh, all the money and wealth that they've acquired through the years, which isn't that much as a public servant, uh, you know, after working for 30 or 40 years uh, is all has to go to the nursing home. And they get spent down, they have to sell their home, they have to sell their automobiles, they have to sell, they sell everything down to $11,000 so that they can qualify for Medicaid for this person to eventually be in there so they, they lose all their life savings. And this happens all the time. This happened to my mom, uh, you know, and uh, not my father because he passed away at home, but my mom had to go into a nursing home for a while. And my father left her a little nest egg of about $150,000, you know, that he had gotten from an insurance policy years ago. And uh, needless to say, when my mom had to uh, be put in a, in a nursing home finally due to her medical condition, uh, that's all spent down. There's no insurance coverage for that. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to pay anything. They're going to, uh, you know, thank God for, for Medicaid. But you have to spend down to a certain point. They let you have a few pennies, um, you know, which is, I, I understand that. That's fair. You know, you can't have the government pay for everything if you have some money. But you see that happen over and over again. And when we had this shutdown uh, that people pulled, uh, you know, uh, you could see people who were career 
you know, civil servants with really good jobs and everything else like that. And man, they're crying and wailing and pissing and moaning because they can't pay their bills. Uh, and then you had other people on the more bottom end of the scale. I mean, they were really wet in their pants. Uh, this was going to be a life-changing event for them, no matter what happened afterwards. And uh, I think the number is about 49% of Americans, uh, they can't handle a bill more than 500 bucks or $400. If they do, they just don't have the money to pay for it. You know, now that's about half of America. And these are the two topics that, or the, one of the topics of two that, that I was thinking about that are just so prevalent in, in the world and particularly in America and people really, really uh, are talking about it, thinking about it, but people really need to wise up about it. And the first one is income inequality and just inequality in general. There's the haves and the have nots. And that I don't know how you guys feel, but regardless of your political party or your religious beliefs or the color of your skin or whatever it is, that ain't right where I come from. And I come from a lower blue collar uh, background with my family. I'm, I'm I'm a highly educated person now, and uh, you know I have done okay financially, but I'm not wealthy by any means uh, or anything else like that. I'm you know I'm comfortable, uh, but that could change in a second, you know, with any kind of major uh, you know medical problem or some other such thing. So uh, picture all the other people that are in the world, just the average Joe and his family out there. They're in harm's way. And what the hell is that all about? You know, what is that all about in this country? Well, in my 60, going on 69 years, I've seen the transition. I've seen the transition from right after World War II. I was born in 1950 and went through uh, the Eisenhower era and, you know, right after World War II and everything was like leave it to beaver and people were you know, had belonged to unions. And if you were a carpenter or an electrician, you belonged to a union or you work for the state or you started a business. And, you know, there were people paid normal amounts of taxes and the interstate highways were built and, you know, so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden that really started to change in, in the mid sixties and seventies, uh, primarily with all the money that was spent in the Vietnam war that we didn't have, you know, we were still in the black by the way, then. I don't know if people realize that we didn't have any debt or anything that the end of that war put us into debt and uh, things started to change. The value of the dollar started to change. And believe it or not, the transfer of wealth in this country, which has which we don't have a great history of, started to change really uh, for all the worse for where we are today. You know, my my mother and father, maybe like your grandparents in your case, you know, my grandmother didn't work while my grandfather was alive. My mother didn't work uh, while my father was alive. One income satisfied the family. And some people worked. You know, some women worked outside of the home and everything else like that to make an extra dollar. Guys would have two jobs or an extra job on the weekend occasionally or try to work overtime or whatever, uh, you, uh, you know, if they could. And Certainly, the rich were better off than the middle class and, of course, the poor. But the disparity in who had how much money uh, was nothing like it is today. You know, I was looking at something uh, here today, and uh, in 2018, there are over 2,200 U.S. dollars, U.S. dollars, that means in, in our money, billionaires worldwide, 
and they have a they have a they have a combined wealth of over 9.1 trillion dollars and that's up 7.67 trillion dollars from 2017 that that's just in one year it went from it went from you know 9.1 trillion up another 7.6 percent uh, trillion dollars that's crazy and according to this report it, you know according and many others you can check it out yourself you know you can get on the internet you can get on google you can do searches with the federal government or any source you like the pew research fund according to 2017 what they call the oxfam report the top eight richest billionaires in the world listen to this again the top eight richest billionaires in the world owned as much as the combined wealth of one half the human race. Hello? Hello? Let me knock on the uh, mic. Are you in there? Eight people. Eight people had more wealth than half of the human race. Now, if you haven't fallen off your chair at this point, you should. This is why when you go home tonight or you're listening to the show and you're happier than a clam, you know, about something, you have to work. Your wife has to work. Maybe one or both of you has to also have some part-time work. And you need credit cards and a line of credit just to keep up with where people were in the 1950s. People tell you you're doing better? No, you're not. You're using credit, and I'm using credit where, our, where, where your parents or your grandparents, in your case, didn't. My father never bought anything on credit. You know, the only thing a person would get a, get a, really do on credit might be their home. That became in the 60s, you know, you, you might take a little chance for a couple of hundred bucks of credit for like a stereo system or something like that. But nobody had to live on credit. Now people are living on credit. So when you have a shutdown, like we had a million people working for the federal government, which are you know better than middle class jobs, they're shitting their pants because they can't pay, go beyond one month. They're up to their ass and alligators with credit companies. Now in the United States, the top 1% of people, this is not even the billionaires, the top 1% of people they own 50% of the world's wealth. Can you believe that? The top 1% of wealthy people own 50% of the world's wealth. And this is up from 45.6% in 2001. Okay? You can do those things until it makes you sick to your stomach. Now, there was a time in history when things like this happened. One of them was called the French Revolution. You remember what Marie Antoinette said when all the peasants were starving? And they said, the peasants, Queen, Queen Marie, the, the peasants have no bread. She says, let them eat cake. Ha, ha, ha. Well, you know what happened then. The peasants very shortly stormed the Bastille. They took over the government and they started lopping everybody's head off with the guillotine. So it was no joke. Now, you're saying that was in France. That didn't happen here. No. What do you think happened in the Great Depression? And there's been depressions before the Great Depression in the 1920s and 30s 
in America. Do you know how do you know how serious the depression was in America? Do you realize that 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 one in five people was unemployed, twenty percent unemployment? Do you know that there were there were serious considerations of a military overthrow of the government? It was that close. Do you know that all throughout Europe, this is what what helped, you know, start World War II. People were going bankrupt all over the place because of this massive disparity of wealth, uh, you know, uh, the haves and the have-nots. This is right before where we are today, historically. So this is serious stuff. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. And if you do any research, I mean, I'm not going to sit here for four hours with you, but if you do any more research and you look at uh, the statistics on the disparity of wealth, it's worse and worse and worse by the day. And I hate to give bad information. And the biggest thing is that you're seeing is that you're seeing public wealth has gone down, 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 down to zero. And it's all gone towards privatization. So when our wonderful president, President Trump, and you may support him and he may do very good things with, with some of the things that you want with the wall or whatever. Okay. I don't agree with that, but I can understand if that's what you think is important. Hey man, when he gives a tax break to billionaires and we wind up with a $1.3 trillion deficit we didn't have when he's giving billionaires who own all the world's wealth, who do you think is paying for that? Let me go again. Hello? Who do you think is paying for that? You're paying for it, and I'm paying for it. And all the research studies show that the people who are being squeezed worldwide, and in our country and Canada, believe it or not, the worst in the Western Hemisphere, it's a little bit less in Europe, is the middle class. It's the middle class that's being squeezed. And you know what it's like? I was telling somebody the other day, and I've never heard anybody say it. It's my own interpretation. What's happening with the very wealthy right now is they're developing, like Noah developed an ark of wood. They're developing an ark, a golden ark of money. Money and resources and power. So they want to be on every court, every Supreme Court, every federal court, every county court, every county legislature. They, you know, that's what they want money involved. Money, money, money. They want to own it. You know what Nestle's, you know, Nestle's quick, Nestle's chocolate. Yeah, nice people, you would think. I love Nestle's quick. They're buying up all the world's water, man. Water. You know, the stuff we drink? Because you got to have it. You got to have water. And they're buying that shit all up. And it's all over the globe. Different people like that. So when people have money, they're buying back their own stocks. They're stockpiling wealth. You know when this was done? This was done in the Middle Ages. And you know what you had? You had when the collapse of the Roman Empire, when the collapse in your, you know, of big governments like ours, big bureaucracies happened, then you had all these feudal states, these isolationist states, and you had the lord of the manor. And then, then you had, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the vassals, the people that served them, the serfs in the field, the scribes in the, you know, the lords didn't know how to read. They had somebody read for them. They didn't have to go to war, even though they might. They had all their vassals and knights. What do you think we have now? All this 
obsession and you know with the military and the military and the military it's not the matter with the military it's what, it's what keeps people in power this is what lets us invade other places and other countries do things so we can get more money there's nothing wrong with capitalism i'm not a communist i'm not looking to have the government run every business or anything else like that capitalism gone crazy capitalism gone corrupt is dangerous like anything else is dangerous and that's what's happening in my opinion in the world right now and that's why we have this massive inequality and that's why you go to bed every night most of you listening to this and you're worried like hell and then when you see something on the news which is disinformation when you see mitch mcconnell or some other lousy son of a bitch get up there and say these entitlements like medicare and medicaid and hey brother i was there in 1965 when medicare and medicaid were invented and put into law and taken out of my wages. Those things fund themselves, like Social Security. Not, the, the government dipped into those things, starting with President Reagan. They borrowed against them or took money from them and has never repaid them. Yeah? Check it out, as people like to say. They're not entitlements. Total up the money that I've put in since 1965, vis-a-vis my payroll deductions. Give me that at the, the appropriate percent interest over 42 friggin' years. And let me tell you, I'm, I'll be very well off. So let's know our facts about inequality. The rich, the super rich, are taking advantage of the middle class. And they're beating the shit out of us every single day and I don't care what party they belong to it ain't right you think about it because it's not right it's not good it's not fair and what does that create it creates the kind of divisions that people in power like and it creates the discrimination which is the second biggest problem that we see because one group of people when they're fighting for the scraps and they're being squeezed when you're the middle class and you're being squeezed and you turn around and say, those bastards, immigrants, they're coming in and say, they're not taking your job. You don't want to pick strawberries for Christ's sakes. Come on, let's be honest, huh? There's not a, a horde of Mexican doctors coming in, taking your jobs if you're a doctor or a teacher. Okay? There are people who are getting squeezed on the on the other end. And then the same thing happens, it happened in this country you know, all the way from slavery on forward, man. You know, you guys should read a wonderful book called The Soul of America, and it's The Battle for Our Better Angels, and it's by the Pulitzer Prize world-famous historian John Meacham. You see him all the time. He's the guy who did the eulogy, the eulogy for, for George Bush at his funeral just recently. You know, we have a wonderful country, but we have a country as wonderful as it is. It's like any other country. It's also built on killing every friggin' Indian they could to get their land. It, it's built on bringing slaves over here and treating them like shit. And, and they're slaves. I mean, what's the matter with you or anybody else if you don't realize that? For Christ's sakes, when I was a little boy in the 50s, I never even saw a black person where I lived. When I worked in Georgia in the 70s, I used to get uh, free tickets from my girlfriend, you know, for, for, pay, for rather for free meals. Her family owned a big restaurant in town. And I used to try and give them to the, uh, the uh, black charge nurse who worked with me at the hospital. Wonderful guy, Mr. Scott, deacon of his church. And he said, I, I can't, Mr. Wrangler. 
I said, Scotty, why can't you take those? I mean, they're, they're for free. We give them out all the time, you know? He says, I, I, I can't eat around white people. Huh? He was scared to death in 1969, in 19, rather in 1976. He was scared to death in Augusta, Georgia, to be around white people. Why? Because if you went downtown in Augusta, you would see the slave market and you would see all those spots where there were two water fountains and people could get lynched and people would come and burn a cross on your thing. And people still try and, you know, do that stuff hidden today. They don't want to give jobs to people because they're black or they don't want to give jobs to people because they're Jewish or they don't want to give jobs to people because they're men. Look at me. I'll, I'll be very honest with you. You're going to say, oh, come on, stop it. I'm an old white guy. Jesus Christ, more people are pissed off at me because I'm an old white. What are you pissed off at me for? I get discriminated against all the time. Many years ago, I was the best qualified person after an illustrious career for a fantastic job that I was better qualified than anybody. I went through five interviews and the president of the Board of Visitors said, we can't wait to appoint you. And you want to know what? I didn't get the job because they, we had just appointed an affirmative action officer who later became a dear friend of mine and the job went to a woman. No, not a black female. They didn't want to go that far. They went for a female. Okay? Now, you think I pitched a fit because she was nowhere near qualified. No, I got it. The organization was top-heavy with males. It was all males. And today, the same organization is all fucking females. So you know how there used to be a good old boy network? Well, I hate to say it. I'm going to alienate some of you. But I think it's fair play. It's, it's what's good. What's sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. What goes around comes around and then it evens out. There's plenty of places that are all girls' clubs, all women's clubs. But not in a lot of them. It's still a guy's world out there in a lot of different ways. You know, a lot of different ways. You may think not. My point is not about men. It's, my point is how people are fighting for the scraps and then they start getting into tribes against one another while people who have all the money sit back and watch it, man. It doesn't bother them. They're living in an arc of gold, man. I'm not talking about overthrowing the government. I'm not talking about hating people because they're rich. But what in the hell is normal about 2,200 people in the world owning half the wealth of the human race. Are you out of your mind? That's what creates discrimination. That's what creates worry. That's what creates people who want to become isolationists. That's what creates hatred and envy and jealousy and ignorance. We shouldn't be pitted against one another. And we shouldn't hate anybody for doing well. But people who are blessed enough, people who do well enough in a capitalist system or whatever system they use, and they do well, working along with other people, have a responsibility, in my opinion, to share the wealth with those other people. You don't give them a fucking minimum wage, you give them a living wage. You don't need all that goddamn money. What were you taught as a kid? If you had your family or friends over in your neighborhood and your parents had all the cake and cookies and everything, what would you do? Sit there and you, you, you eat all the cake and cookies? Would you do that? Of course not. You'd share some of that with your friend. Not all of it, but some of it. If you say you're a Christian or something like that, is that what you get taught in Christianity? 
Is that what's taught in any of the other major religions or philosophies or anything else? Maybe the crazy Ayn Rand. Maybe survival of the fittest, social Darwinism, or, or a pack of wild animals. That's not the way that decent people act. And you know it, and I know it. There shouldn't be that level of inequality. And we need to do something about it. We need to elect people to office or hold people accountable or try to develop values that go along with understanding that that wealth and money has to be spread around fairly with people. No, people don't get rewarded for nothing. Not saying that. But they don't get ripped off like they're animals and working for the company store like in the coal miners and the robber barons in the 19th and early part of the 20th century. Remember, what you're seeing today is the same bullshit, only worse than Carnegie Steel and the railroads and everything else. They took advantage and ripped everybody off in this country and created a disaster at the turn of the century. A disaster. And it's happening again, and it's in the making. So there are two big issues out there. Don't fool yourself and think that it's a kumbaya moment in our country, that there's no discrimination. There's discrimination on every level, and uh, you're carefully taught that from whatever tribe that you belong to. If you're a black person, I'm sure that there's some discriminatory behavior you have towards other groups, whether it be the people who've uh, discriminated against you or other other groups. Everybody does that. That's not saying it makes it right, but that's how human beings are, particularly when they're stressed out. I think we can do better than that. And I think when we have a show like this or we talk about it or we bring it out in the open and start looking at the facts and start getting out of denial and think then it's okay and and idolizing people that we shouldn't idolize. I'm not saying Jeff Bezos or, uh, or Bill Gates is a bad person. But they're not my hero by giving some uh, some some of their dough away to uh, to a uh, to a charity. That's a scam. That's a scam. Give you know, pay your appropriate level of taxes. Pay your workers uh, accordingly. Uh, invest money in the system, in the country, in the infrastructure, wherever it is that has provided you, along with your hard work, this wonderful blessing and living. That makes you a hero in my book. Well, that's me for a little bit of a mad rant on inequality and discrimination. So think about it, folks. I hope it was helpful. Made me feel a lot better. Catch you on the flip side. Bye-bye. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue, keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about Gig Speed Internet or other popular plans now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. 
What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. 